going on, Coco? Back into 2021. I am pumped. I hope you're pumped, and I hope your break's been good. I hope you've been hitting some absolute bolos on the thrift and making some absolute bank. Now, we had to have a bit of a break over the Christmas period, had a bit of a spell from interrogations and podcasting. So far in this little series of podcasts, we have been doing the interrogation, which has been interviewing other resellers and talking about not just their businesses, but some of their niches. And I, in particular, have learned a lot from it. Uh, I want to thank everyone. There's been some tremendous support, not just around this podcast, but around the YouTube channel especially. We've clicked over a 1,000 subs. TikTok's clicked over a 1,000. Instagram, 3,500. And I'm really, really excited. I'm meeting new people every day, and it's just a fantastic community to be a part of. So thank you very much to everyone. It has been absolutely wonderful. Now, this year, I'm taking a little bit of a different approach with my YouTube stuff. There is still going to be interrogations, but it isn't going to be weekly. I also want to focus pretty heavily on this podcast. There's going to be some podcast-exclusive content. I know I've talked about that in the past, but I I am really going to put that out this year. There's going to be podcast-only stuff, YouTube-only stuff, and we are going to be mixing the two together. So the interrogations, when they happen, will still be on here. Now, they will not be filmed live anymore. Yes, that's right. The live interrogations have finished. Today's episode was the final live. Now, I want to push away from that purely because it isn't helping my channel any, but it's it's not helping my channel grow as such, but it's also, it's hard for the podcast listeners when they have to listen to us talking to the chat back and forth. So I will be asking people to message me on Instagram any questions. You'll have a week's notice of guests that I'll have on and it'll be run as a premiere. So the chat will be still live. You'll still be able to watch it as if it was live. There will be no change in that aspect. The guest will be in the chat, so if you do have any further questions, you can ask them single-handedly in the chat and they can respond while the interrogation's going on. It also gives me the ability to edit and promote their channels, what they're doing, and show off some of the stuff that they've sent me. So really, really excited for that. Uh, I think 2021 is going to be a huge year in social media, especially for resellers in Australia. We are just growing as a whole community. I've just noticed in the last 12 months, so many new faces on the scene, including today's guest, um, and just so many. The fresh face is amazing. I'm absolutely loving it. So if you're thinking about putting out content, please do it, even if you're only showing what you're selling. People just want to see that stuff. If you just want to talk reselling, if you just want to be a dickhead on camera and have some fun, just go ahead, click record, say some shit into the camera, and let us all watch it because the community is that supportive. It is absolutely fantastic. Now, I'm going to stop rambling. I want to get into this episode, which I had a chat with Chris Furlong, who is a reseller based in Cranbourne in Melbourne. He is a very, very smart guy. He's a very happy guy. I was so stoked to have a chat to him. Absolutely a bundle of joy. He is full of that much positivity. It's crazy. The smile, he has an infectious smile, and it just uh, it, it is, it's contagious. It catches on, and it makes you get up and about. He's also got a lot of hobbies. He's just thrown in, well, he's just taken extended leave on his full-time job to focus on the things he loves. And that is something that I absolutely love when people do things like this. He's having a go. Um, and this chat was absolutely amazing. He's well-spoken. He has an awesome YouTube channel. He's running content. He's fantastic too. He's a very fit guy. He does some marathons. As you're going to hear, I'm going to be joining the crew. Probably not quite as fit. But anyway... As I said, I'll stop rambling. This is my chat with Chris C.L. Furlong from YouTube. Did that get you up in a bed or what? <laughs> I haven't actually seen that intro. That was good. <laughs> oh, how are you, brother? Good to see you. I'm I'm so good, man. And I'm I'm dude. 
I just want to say thank you 100% for, you know, bringing me onto the show and being the first one for 2021. It, it's super exciting. And also because, you know, I'm kind of new to this community as well. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with the love. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for joining, mate. I was, uh, I was keen as to get you on here. Um, once I started watching your videos and seeing that big grin on your face and how happy you are and how positive you are, I've loved your style. I've been loving your videos. And uh, we're going to get into all that soon. Um, really excited for that. Really excited to have a chat. So thanks, everyone, for dropping in. If you're not familiar with Chris, um, Brad has dropped his link there. Thank you. So make sure you swing over and check out his content. Um, it's really good. There is a bit of a mix of stuff. You are a marathon runner, aren't you? Yes, yes. <laughs> so there's um, a mix of marathon running and reselling, which is is good. I'm, I've been enjoying it. So um, make sure you get over, give him some love, and uh, we'll try and boost that up a bit because I've been doing a few challenges throughout. Well, last the end of last year, we uh, got Charlie and Frank boosted up with some subs. And if I can, if I can do something stupid or put myself out there to get sort of some fresh faces in or – <laughs> However, get them a few subs and get them some uh, viewers on their channels. Uh, I'm more than happy to do it. So I am going to put a pitch tonight. What are you at? What sub are you at? Now, you're already high in subs because you have a following. Yeah, we're following about six, 636, I think it is, at the, the start of this. So we, we can monitor it and see. I'll keep you all honest. Um, but, yeah, 636, it's, it's actually it's been very frustrating because I've been sitting on this for about – nearly five years, <laughs> just Ooh. slowly going up, slowly going up, but it's, it's, um, hey, it's all part of it. It's all part of the fun and games. It is, it is, isn't it? Well, we, uh, we will, we've only got a few in at the minute, but uh, if we get a few more in, we'll bring this back up, but make sure you get over and give Chris a sub because he is a marathon runner. So I have actually spoken to Chris about this <laughs> prior to uh, going into this. I'm actually going to, now next week I'm going to be putting out a what sold video pre-recorded what's sold so it won't be that one but the next what's sold i do after that if we can get my boy over here what do you reckon 650 we'll get you to 650 i will run 10 kilometers while filming a what's sold video uh, <laughs> i'll do the 10k run and i'll film it and i'll tell you what i sold that week so we'll i gotta go ask you do you do you already run though no i uh <laughs> I drink a lot of beer. Um, <laughs> no, I, I did. I did a ten k run, um, maybe nearly two years ago, a charity run. Okay, okay, and okay. So it's it's not like you've never ran before. <laughs> no, and when I was a teenager, I used to do a bit of running. I was actually okay. quite fit as a teenager, and then I made some bad choices, and um, I blew out around the waistline a bit. And uh, you know, it happens when you become older. But as a teenager, I could run. Uh, the last probably 10 years, not so much, but I have done it. And there's, it's been a couple of years, but I haven't done it since. Um, so, yeah, I will do that. And I'll actually, I will t I will be delayed because I've actually got my foot all bandaged up at the minute. I've uh, oh, have, done, done a little there? injury. I've, I've split my heel open. So, um, yeah, so give us a couple of weeks. But, uh, we'll do this. but only if we get to 650 subs on Chris's channel. Already so, making excuses, I see. Like. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's how it is. I'm making excuses already. Um, but no, I will do that only if we get to 6.50 tonight. So make sure you get over and give me some love. And check out his videos because the reselling content's all on there now. And um, I'm really loving it. So we'll get to that in a minute. We'll have a quick say hello to the chat and then uh, we'll get stuck into it. Um, Cara is in the house first in. Good to see you. Uh, Jazz is in and she's all ready, ready to go. Um, that just took a jump already. You're in there, Brad's in there, Margins, good to see you, Bindi and Chuck, g'day guys, Stuart Henry, uh, we've already got a question, so if you do have questions for Chris, make sure to drop them in the chat, um, and it's come from Brad, what is your best time for a marathon? Best time was actually my second marathon, so I've only done two, my second was this uh, in 2020, and um, I got four hours and 42 minutes. And surprisingly, it was in my backyard because we were in lockdown at the time. <laughs> and you've got a video on that too. So if anyone wants to see it, they can swing over and have a look. Uh, that is pretty epic. So just for anyone that's not aware, how far in distance is a marathon? So marathon is 42.2 kilometres. Um, so actually the time that I got is almost, you know, lines up to it, four hours and 42 minutes. Um, but yeah, 40, 42 kilometres. So it's 
if you'd asked me two, three years ago about doing a marathon, I would have, I would have laughed at anyone that said that. Um, but just progressively moving up into that, it's now something that's like, okay, well, I've done it once. I did it again, and I'll, I'll do more. I'll do, I'll probably do more than forty-two this year. But um, yeah. yeah, that's a long way. That's that's. Uh, <laughs> I thought I thought ten was a long way. <laughs> well, uh, going- yeah. So to me, ten used to feel like a marathon, right? So, and, yeah. and that's why I want to, you know, don't don't overdo it. Maybe maybe just stick with a five k if you haven't done running for a while. <laughs> No, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it properly. I'm going to do the 10. I'll I'll do a little bit of training. I'll film that too so uh, everyone sees the behind the scenes to the run. Uh, Jazz is number 638, so we're climbing. Make sure you get over and sub sub. Thank you. 10K, uh, 640. Deb's in. Good to see you. You have to... Skull two beers before the 10K. I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mikhail's in the house. G'day, brother. And that's about three weeks quicker than we'll get <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's, um, know, we, people can walk. I mean, you can walk, you know, 40K easily in a, in a day. So I think, I think, you know, I think you'll be able to do it in a day, even if you're saying that you're walking. So... Yeah, I mean, when I do my 10k run, there is going to be a bit of walking involved. I don't think I can uh, run the whole thing, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try. So, right, uh, enough about that. Let's get stuck into it. Let's hear a little bit about you, Chris. Um, just give us an intro for anyone that doesn't know you. Uh, who are you and what do you do? Yep. Um, so this is a bit of a funny question because if you asked me last year, so uh, I guess by nature, um, I'm a, I, I work in IT industry. I'm a project manager. Um, but as of the start of this year, 2021, I, I kind of took a, um, a bit of a, a gamble, a bit of a risk and have taken a chance on me and I've actually stepped away out of my job. I've taken a, a leave of absence for a long period of time, um, I guess calling it a sabbatical or whatever you want to call it. But um, and basically just going to focus this year on working on some of my passion projects. Um, and I do have a few different things. So obviously I've got the YouTube and, and the running content prominently. That's what I've always been doing on the on the channel. But you know, like anyone that's got, you know, that we do or show on, on a channel, we've always got things that we love to do outside of what we, you know, share to everyone. And I've always been a bit of a, a hustler in terms of reselling stuff. Um, I do have a side business as well called called Furry or Further Your Lifestyle um, and a few other little things as well. So I kind of wanted to just, you know, after 2020 hit, I think we all took something from that. And for me, it was kind of like, I, I, I got to I got to take a chance on me and just really see what what can happen because if I don't, I'm, I'm just going to continue to grind away at the nine to five. Um, and it's a great job. It was, um, you know, really really blessing of a job. But you know, I figured, well, I've got a leave of, I can take a leave of absence. So let let's do that. So I guess now that you've asked me for this year about me, well, I like to run. Um, <laughs> I like to resell stuff and also do a lot of other things as well. So um, if anyone hasn't checked out my videos on my channel. I've, I've recently did one two weeks ago, which kind of goes into a bit more detail of those hobbies and passions. But I guess you could sum it up in, in running and, and reselling at this point. And I'm very passionate about other people and their passions as well. So, you know, seeing you guys, a lot of the people that are in the chat at the moment, I'm just seeing it on my screen. Is, you know, I've seen all your channels as well and what you guys put together. And it always makes me excited to see people, you know, sharing their talents or the different things that they like to do. And um, even you, you mate, you know, you've got some of that side stuff that you you had kind of alluded to at the end of last year as well, which you know I'm very excited to to see a bit more of that. Hopefully for this year, I just love being able to see people, um, you know, make a living or a lifestyle out of the things that they love to do, and and that's really what I want to you know kind of want to walk that talk as well and and really dig into that this year. Yeah, that's uh, that's great, and I, I just love your attitude and the way you've said that and. You've brought that about other. You've what I've asked about you, and you've actually spoken about other people that you love seeing them succeed and do yeah. the things that they want to do, and you know all that sort of stuff. And I think that's absolutely fantastic. And um, I think we're a lot alike in that sense. And I'm the same. I, I'm very happy that you've done what you're doing. I'm really excited to follow your journey. I think it's uh, going to be epic. You're going to do the things you love, and that's what it's all about, isn't it? We've only got one yeah. shot at this uh, this thing, and. Um, look, it opened my eyes to it. I was forced into it. I never would have taken the plunge without it. Um, yes. and I was forced into it. And now 
I don't know why I didn't do it sooner. So, um, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, and look, I, I wish you all the best, mate. That's, um, Thanks, mate. I, I think, I think you're going to do really well because more so because of the positivity in you and just your attitude is, uh, is absolutely amazing. So, um, it looks like we are at 6.43. So, wow. if you haven't stopped and you want to see me hurl me guts up trying to, uh, you're looking like a, uh, <laughs> it's looking, looking good at this, right? <laughs> And uh, need to save up a month of what sells before you finish the 10K. There's a good chance. There's a good chance. Um, so you mentioned you've always been a bit of a hustler. Now, where did this all start? I understand you were sort of into this sort of stuff at a young age. Yeah. Um, look, look, it probably comes from my dad's side. I mean, he's always been a bit of a buy and, and sell kind of guy. But um, back, I think the first, the first time that I can really remember was probably back when I was around 12 um, and, you know, like, you know, a lot of us in this chat group, you know, from the nineties and that's where all the, all the fun stuff is uh, right. You know, that we reflect back on. And for me, it was, I used to um, buy Yu-Gi-Oh cards off, <laughs> off my friends. So like, you know, that have a deck of like a hundred cards or something. And I'll like, I'll give you 20 bucks for it. And I don't even know why I thought that I could sell it and make money from it, but I must've just been, you know, on my dad's eBay account or something and just kind of looked up Yu-Gi-Oh cards and started to see that, you know, individual cards were going at 50, $40 a pop. Right. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. And, and back then everything was first edition, right. Because it was the start of it all. So I remember, you know, getting at this exact moment, I, I, I paid 20 bucks to my mate. I got his stack of cards and I went through and, you know, put them all up individually and I remember getting like $160 for like two, three cards at a time and watching that at, at auctions. I don't even know if they had buy it nows at that time, but watching that go from, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 in the final 30 seconds was just like, I was like, what is this madness? And, you know, it kind of just became something that was ingrained in me and I, you know, just loved to do it. And um, I, I didn't go out looking for other things, but I've always kind of had that mindset or entrepreneur kind of mindset of like, you know, what can I do with this or what, what opportunity can I make out of that? Or how can I make a buck or two and, and whatnot? And, and it probably comes back to also seeing other people's potential. Like I look at other people and think, Oh, you could do this. And, you know, you could really make something from it. Um, so it's probably always been there. I, I, to be honest, I don't know what necessarily inspired me other than probably saying it was, yeah, probably my, probably my dad seeing him do it. Yeah, no, that's that's cool. Um, it's it's just cool. I love hearing the stories of people when they get into it at a young age <laughs> like that. And as uh, Frank was another one when he was on here, he was saying when he was a kid, he sort of had the just the mentality of a hustler, and that's something that I didn't have when I was a child. I mean, I I sort of didn't come into that until I was you know a bit older. So um, now that's really cool. I love hearing that. Um, so now that you're sort of where you are, um, what is kind of your current goal for the business short yep. term? Yeah. So I guess a bit, a bit of context is, so, well, so I guess, you know, I've just spoken about being 12 and here I am, um, you know, almost, uh, almost 30 and um, it, there's a big gap between that. So over the last three, four years, I've always just been kind of like selling on the side, you know, nothing really, you know, maybe just an hour or two hours a week, not even probably just going to the op shops and hoarding stuff <laughs> and not actually selling it. But, um, you know, I think, as, as I started to work from home a bit more, you know, I wanted to think, I had more time to think about it. And I realized, well, you know, I've got all this stuff that I've been hoarding for a while. And, um, you know, with me wanting to go chase all these different dreams and passions that I have, well, I've always been good at the reselling. Um, I've always been able to go to the op shops and find the things that I like. I'm like, well, why couldn't I double this down and have this as a bit of a source of income while I'm, you know, getting all my other stuff up and running. So, the basically I've kind of just gone full force from the start of this year. I, you know, used the last couple of months from November to December to kind of just, I guess, get into a bit of a practice mode going out to the shops. I mean, we only came out of lockdown, so I could only start doing it then anyway, being here in Melbourne, but, you know, give those first couple of months a trial, see what I can do. And then really look at 2021 as, as my goals. And um, at the moment I haven't actually set the full number that I want to try and get to. And I've actually got all my stuff in front of me looking down, but I kind of wanted to, you know, on average, looking at it at this point, I wanted to make sure I'm listing at least five things a day. Right. And going from that, I've already realized I need to be doing more because if I've got all this stuff sitting around, but at the moment, if it's not listed and it's sitting around, I'm missing opportunity. Right. So I, you know, basically I just need to smash it out as much as possible. And um, I've got about 170 items listed now. 
And, you know, this has only been two weeks into it, I guess you could say full time. Um, but, you know, at the moment I am averaging about eight listings a day. Um, but ideally, I think it was um, uh, Samson, he, he, you know, he did a video talking about when you look at the amount of listings that you can do today, per day and your average sales, you know, what's your potential that you can do from an entire year, right? And I worked it out, well, currently for the last couple of months, my average sale has been around $34. Um, so if I can get that listing up and happening, you know, there's, there's $61,000 sitting there with opportunity, assuming everything was crunched the right way. Right. Um, so I guess from this point, what I want to do is just have that consistency, uh, get things moving and, and, you know, listed and drafted and cleaned. And, and I've got plenty of stuff sourced at this point. I think obviously I love the sourcing part way more than the listing. I think we can all probably agree with that. Um, you know, getting out and going for the hunt and, and just finding different stuff. But, um, yeah, I'm, look, I'm, I, look, I do have some goals. I've got a goal at the end of January. I've got the goal at end of March and June and December, but I'm kind of waiting to the end of January to kind of release that publicly. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, this, this, you know, is my source of income. So the more I put into it is what I'm going to get out of it. Um, so it, it's kind of like, I'm just trying to knuck, really knuckle down for January and then kind of revisit and see well, what's possible. Cool. Um, you mentioned being outsourcing now. What primarily do you like to source? Yeah, so I'm still kind of finding the groove there. So, um, look, I mean, I, being a 90s kid as well, there's certain things which, you know, I have that nostalgia or retro vibe so I can see things and think, well, I like that so I know other people are going to like it just, just naturally, right, whether it's um, around some of the different toys, um, you know, some of the, uh, the video games and, and things like that. What I do like sourcing is is video games. Like I just I just love that because I know it and I grew up with it. But <laughs> they're the things that we we rarely ever find in op shops, right? Like I'm talking like you know your original um, you know Nintendo 64 and things like that. But at the moment, what I have been enjoying doing is books and DVDs. Um, I mean, I'm doing everything, 100% everything. Like if I get an op shop and I'm looking at literally everything. And that's also because I'm trying to learn and understand and, and grow and, you know, broaden my horizons because, um, you know, if I'm just going for DVDs, you know, there might be nothing there. And then I'm, you know, kind of losing when there's all this other opportunity. So I've started to dabble in a bit more of the clothing. Um, I've currently got a big bin of shoes, which I've been sourcing, um, but I haven't necessarily, you know, gone through and listed them yet just because I've been hoarding the stuff and, and getting it together. But at the moment it's been DVDs and books um, just because I but the DVDs have probably been the best bet um, and, and some of the toys as well. But I mean, if it, it's kind of weird, if anyone's been looking at some of my content for the last you know week and a half, I have been putting up a lot of random stuff. Like, you know, I, I mean, even on my late, latest sourcing video, I've, I think I've got like a, a cassette tape, you know, one of the original cassette tapes back from, you know, 10 years ago. Um, it's still sealed. I mean, I just know that it's worth it because, you know, it's something which, you know, people still use that stuff. Um, so I think having a technology background as well, it helps me realize some of that possibility. Like I've got cameras, I've got old phones. Um, yeah, I've really got a very broad, I, I, I don't have one thing that I'm looking for at this point. Um, I think I'm trying to figure that out. Yeah. Yeah. It's not bad to sort of dabble in everything, is it? It's um, you do eventually find new niches doing that. And I think it's yeah. important to explore all options and then eventually you will come across something where you think this is turning over really well at a high rate. I'm getting a lot of money out of these. And then you start to focus on that more. And then that's where you yeah. start saving searches on Facebook, even eBay. And that's, I mean, something that I've always pumped that I and preach that I do is buy off eBay to put back on eBay um, once you do find a sort of niche. So, yeah. And it's a matter of finding them when you're out thrifting, you pick up different things and I mentioned the other night we were talking about um, failing. Failing is a good thing. You might pick yeah. up, we all pick up stuff that is absolute crap and you can't flip it. You lose money on it. It happens to all of us and you learn from it. That's the most important yeah. thing. Um, so you did speak about your technology background and you worked in IT, but we did have a question over on Instagram from Kersko. 
what is the regular nine to five that you're taking a break from? Yes. Are you able to explain that? Yeah, one? yeah. So, um, so I'm a I'm a manager at a professional services company. Um, and working as well was working as a project manager. Um, and it wasn't nine to five. It was probably more <clears throat> nine to nine. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was very very long hours. And don't get me wrong, totally love the job and, and very blessed by it. And obviously, I'm still there. I'm just on leave. Um, I have the ability to take a, you know, a, a large leap of absence. And, um, but, you know, I've always had the mindset of like, well, you know, there's areas in my, well, I guess, you know, you have dreams and aspirations and goals that I've always wanted to kind of, you know, see what's there. And I was thinking, well, I can work on it an hour here, hour there. And, you know, when, when COVID hit, I kind of just looked at it and thinking, well, let's be honest, if I'm going to just put two hours towards these things every week, you know, I guess I'm going to be like 60 by the time that happens, right? So I'm just like, well, the way I looked at it was, you know, I, I guess it really was that that confronting of, well, everything's happening quite intensely for 2020. If, if I don't make a huge change or if someone else doesn't, you know, force me to make that change, um, nothing's going to change, right? So I just had to kind of like, well, take the bet on, well, what would happen if I spent the same amount of time you know, if I was working 50, 60 hours at, you know, nine to five, you know, safe and secure, what would happen if I spent that same amount of time on some of these different project areas and build it from bottom up and really get into the nitty gritty of it um, and see what happens. And, you know, I'm two weeks in and my, my headspace is great in terms of mental health. It, it's great. And I'm smiling and I'm not saying it's easy either. Um, I would have thought I would have, you know, you know, achieved a lot more by now, but at the same time, it gives me the, the reality check of like, well, you know, you people make things look easy when really they're not right there's a lot of hard work but the thing that does you know um that has been very evident is that i'm happy you know i don't feel stressed i'm doing all these things i'm working till 10 and 11 o'clock at night but i'm doing on things that are you know motivated to do that i'm excited to learn and i'm building out passions and, and projects and stuff so it really does change that headspace and um yeah i kind of diverted from the question but a bit more context <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree a hundred percent. It's um, I'm the same, man. It's I, I'm more than happy to put the extra hours in for the less money if I'm doing something I love. And it's like you touched on nostalgic stuff before. You, you're researching your childhood at times, and yeah. that's something that every now and then people are just doing for nothing. We're getting money out of it, and then we go to yeah. bed, put something up, and we get paid. So it's an absolute bonus, isn't it? Yeah. It, it, <laughs> so, it is. I, I mean, last week I felt like I was like reliving my childhood. You know picking up like just toys from childhood or I picked up um, a Blade Runner VHS and it was just, it's just all the retro vibes. Right. And even though like, I mean, I'm not going to go watch it or anything, I'm just sourcing it, but I just feel like I'm just have that freedom to be able to go do that, look at it, you know, explore it a bit. I'm like, Oh, that brings back memories. And it's just um, look, maybe in a month's time, I'm going to feel, maybe I won't feel the same, but you know, that's all, that's all part of the journey. Right. And I think it's, it's at the moment, I'm just loving it. Yeah, that's good. Um, so since we're on Instagram, we'll do – we had a couple of questions on Instagram. Uh, I'm guessing this bloke, don't tell him your secrets. Don't tell him your secrets. I'm guessing he lives pretty close to you. Uh, Christian from Forest Vintage, best thrift shop in southeast suburbs. Oh. He did have a winky face after it too, so I think he's trying to uh, get a Well, it, that's interesting because – I'm only really doing one area, so I'm not. I can't even say the area at this point because if I say the one area, I'll end up um, eating myself out of a um, out of sourcing material. But look, at this point, I've only I'm like I'm only going Tuesdays at the moment, just because of the timeline and because I have so much inventory just like stacked. If I keep sourcing too much, I'm you know creating the death pile. But um, look, to be honest, it's it's a swing and a miss. I mean, Southeast is very broad. Um, I feel like sometimes it's, I, I will give away a bit. So like if you go down more, more towards the Mornington Peninsula, which is even further than Southeastern suburbs um, and depends, you know, Southeastern suburbs, I refer to as something else. But as you get out to a bit broader, you're going to find those more random, unique items because, you know, it's a bit more of a country town or, you know, not as many people there. But at the same time, if you get closer to somewhere like Dandenong or, Cranbourne or around that area it's the same thing like that is quite far out from the city that's like 60 kilometers out so you're going to get a unique amount but then again if you look at the social um, social demographic of that area you know it's not necessarily very I guess I wouldn't say it's a very rich area but then you're going to get more of that potentially some of the older stuff as well um, but most of the people that 
are going, I mean, a lot of the people are the pet type living in that area, are the types of people that are wanting to buy from op shops as well. So sometimes it's a bit of a catch-22. Um, but I, I have gone to some of the shops in Port Melbourne as well, which obviously is way away from southeast suburbs. And it's interesting, you find completely different stuff. And I think that's what's very interesting is how you can go, you know, 20, 30 kilometres um, in an area and it, it literally, the types of stuff you're finding is completely different. Um, so best in southeast suburbs um yeah i'm not i'm not gonna say, i'm not gonna say at this point because the best is my only ones i'm going to uh, and we had another one here from flippity flop we did kind of touch on business goals but what is three goals that you've set this year in reselling and outside of reselling now, okay yeah no that, that's that's a good one so for um three goals set this year in reselling and outside so Look, I mean, for, for reselling, um, I want to be, ideally, it would be nice to be able to see numbers that are suggesting um, around half my previous wage by June. That's what I would like to see um, because, you know, if I'm getting half of what I was previously doing, I think that's manageable. Um, so if I can get that by June, that, that would be good. I mean, that's quite ambitious, but, you know, at the same time, I've got nothing to lose to go for it. Um, for YouTube, um, I guess one goal there is, you know, I want to, I really want to be, it's something that really came evident to me last year is, you know, trying not to just share what, um, I guess is very narrow minded, but, you know, I want to be very transparent, authentic as possible. And I kind of started doing that a bit more on my YouTube last year, um, with, with, with the content that I was creating and, and not, not just around, you know, running and stuff, but just with life in general. And, and I want to try and be a bit more authentic and, and transparent with that, which kind of led to me then, you know, building out my my business, my side business, which is called Furry, Further Your Lifestyle. And um, the goal there is to actually, I'm launching a podcast um, and I want to see that be successful. What success looks like at this point, I, I don't necessarily have a tangible number, um, but I think at this point getting it launched would be, would be key. Um, you've asked a very good question, guys, because I'm actually – when I do my goal setting, I actually don't do it before 20, like before a year starts. I actually use January to get routine systems and processes in place, crunch the numbers. And then usually around February is when I actually, you know, release or kind of note down the goals and make them public. Um, so I guess this is kind of a bit of a sneak peek to what that is. Um, if that, if that helps with the answer. And then also for running, I'm, I'm going to be doing my first ultra marathon. Um, so yeah, hopefully that answers it. So how far is an ultra marathon? So, well, technically, an ultra marathon is anything more than a marathon forty-two. But usually, the level up would be fifty k. Like usually, most people say, "Well, if I'm doing an ultra, it's fifty k." I mean, I could go do forty-three and say I've done, you know, an ultra. But yeah, fifty k is what I'll be doing. Fifty k. That'll be five times what I'll be running <laughs> if we if we get Chris to six hundred and fifty subs tonight. I see. Uh, Robbie Hollywood's in the chat. Good to see you, brother. And Daniel's in the chat too. Also good to see you. I'm sure Rob will make enough accounts to get you to that. uh, (laughs) Please. Make an absolute mess of myself. But if you do go over and sub, make sure you watch the content too because uh, some really good stuff. Uh, Reselling stuff on there now too, which has um, been awesome. What made you – so you obviously already had the running content on that channel. Mm. What made you – want to bring in the reselling content so was it always going to be primarily a a running channel yeah so now that's a very good question yes so I had never intended to go away from running um you know when I started the channel it must be about four or five years ago um the idea was you know I had a GoPro I was out running and I'm like well you know other people might like to see this and then you've got expectations versus reality and you know, the footage doesn't come out the same way, but, you know, I kind of built on that and it's grown and, you know, I've always enjoyed, you know, sharing my journey as a runner and, you know, I'm, I'm not naturally some fit lean guy either. So like, you know, there is a bit of a challenge there. So building that out. And I think what was the most successful, what has been my most successful series to date is training for my second marathon, which was my backyard marathon. And because it was COVID, it brought a whole bunch of different stuff to it. And I, I really, came out of my shell in that series and I I started to bring in, you know, some of the books I'm listening to while running and talking about life. And I was kind of, you know, using that as a medium to kind of like talk to other people, even though people weren't talking back, but like just being transparent, being honest, because we were all feeling a lot of things last year. And 
I started to really realize that, well, like, hang on, maybe I need to broaden my stuff on my channel and not really just be so focused on the running and keeping in mind that, you know, here I am doing my business stuff as well for, for my, my side business, which is all about people embracing their passions and pursuing it to build a lifestyle. And I, I kind of realized, well, here I am saying that, but I'm kind of like just holding back or not really going all in. So I'm like, well, you know, if I'm going to go all in and build out that business properly, well, I should be kind of sharing some of that journey as well in in my um, in my own life, right? And the reselling is a component of that. I mean, that's just obviously just a way that I'm wanting to build income, but I just love doing it. But my intent to bring onto the channel is more than just, you know, the reselling and just the running as well. I want to take it a bit further and share different hobbies, different stuff, and really, you know, broaden it and open it up to help people realize that, um, you know, it, I don't want it to just be a highlight reel uh, because, you know, I think we all get trapped in that and, um, it, it's you know, it can be quite you know, a bit frustrating when you're only seeing those highlight stuff. And I think if, if anyone's interested, you can go watch some of my running footage from the the marathon series uh, for the Backyard Marathon. And in that, you know, like, you know, I was, I was venting, I was sharing, and there was moments where I was breaking down just because that, that was the reality of it, right? And I, I think you know, some of that stuff is, is not necessarily shared. And even the stuff that you did made around, you know, we, you know, the mental health awareness and raising the stuff for Beyond Blue and, and all that jazz, right? You know, that that's, you know, it, it's really good that you're doing that. And I want to bring, I don't want to just bring one area of my life. If I'm going to go all in with this stuff, I think it's best that I bring people on the journey, see if I can inspire other people because I'm not expecting people to go out and run, but, you know, they might be inspired because I'm, you know, I'm talking about different books or I'm talking about attitude or I'm talking about, what motivates people and, you know, it helps them to aspire further to do their own things. Right. And I would love to be able to do that. And the best way to do that is to be an example. Um, so what that looks like, I, I don't really know at the moment I'm bringing in the reselling and I want to also document the journey of building out my business as well, because I feel like other people can learn. Right. And if other people want to do it, well, then they can kind of just follow along. Yeah, Absolutely. Absolutely. And yeah, once again, I just love your outlook on all that. And um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to following your channel now. Now that I've found you, I'm glad I did. And uh, I, I just I just love following the journey, especially when someone new comes into the community and can kind of follow from obviously not the start of your channel because you had your running stuff, but yeah. I can follow your reselling side of things. But now yeah. I'm taking a keen interest in your running side of things because obviously I like my sport and fitness and all that sort of stuff. I'm very interested in it. I have been all my life too. So um, really looking forward to that. And one thing that I did want to ask is I want to merge the two now. So we're going to merge running and reselling. <laughs> and this is where we're going to pick your brain and interrogate you. This is where we get all the information out of you. So I want to know from the running side of things, obviously you've done it for a long time, what can you bring from that into reselling? What yep. knowledge from running can come into reselling? So whether that can be brands of shoes we all wear, when we go for a run, we've got to wear a pair of shoes, um, just things like that, equipment, just fitness in general, yep. just to resell. Yeah. No, it, it's, a, it's a good thing. I mean, look, the first thing is, yes, obviously going to be <laughs> going to be shoes, right? I mean, and, and knowing the different brands now, I'm very, I'm the type of person, I'm a routine junkie. So if I, if I like a brand or I like a pair of shoe, like that's the shoe I'll be wearing. Like, so I'm, I'm a New Balance fan. Um, not, so not necessarily a fan. The shoe just always works. So I've always just loved the brand. So that's just the way it is. Um, and I've got like five of exactly the same pair of shoe because if it works once, I know it's going to work again. So I buy like buy it in bulk kind of thing. But, you know, so that, that has helped in notifying, you know, the types of shoes that I want. But then you know, obviously I know broader amounts of shoes. So you've got like your Asics, obviously your Nike. Nike, I'm not actually that good with because Nike is so just saturated with so many different styles and it's not running predominantly, right? It's it's everything, basketball. It, it kind of gets a bit overwhelming. So, you know, here I am, I see Nike shoe and I'm like trying to look it up. I'm like, what version is this? It's Air Max, what? It's like, I have no idea. So the Nikes I actually have tended to stay away from. And I also feel like because there is so many of them, they're not always going to, you're not going to get that high margin unless you're getting them for two bucks, right? But then again, I've had friends find, you know, some Air Jordans that were 20 bucks at the op shop and they've been able to sell them off for $70. So once again, he knew what he was doing, but I don't know that basketball side. I'm, I'm predominantly the the running. So for me, I'm looking out for your New Balance, your Asics, uh, Salomon, um, and look, there's a few other little brands in there, Brooks as well, but Asics and New Balance have been the key ones for me. 
Um, but looking away from the shoes, uh, I think, you know, some of the different clothings as well. And I think I've seen a few people do it, you know, with some of the different Nike, once again, you know, you can get some of that dry fit. But I do find that goes pretty, you know, it's only going around 15 bucks on, on eBay. It's not really going that well. But some of the stuff that, and I, this is this is not me, this is all kudos to my girlfriend, she found it, was actually looking, and I'm giving away secrets here, but um, looking into like cycling or tri um, athlete clothing, right? So especially cycling jerseys. Now, funny enough, if you go watch my first what sold for November, um, one of my first sales that I got jumping into this journey was uh, was one of those, a cycling jersey. Now, I didn't know what it was. My, my girlfriend was looking in, in salvos and she's like, oh, you got to get this. I'm like, what is it? And she's like, oh, it's a cycling jersey. It's a branded one. I didn't know the brand. And um, it's basically, well, if you don't know what a cycling jersey is, what you wear when you go for cycling or riding, you know, if, if you're going for 20, 30, 40, 50 kilometers, it's got all the nice pockets in it. And these things retail anywhere between $150 and $250. And we got it for $4 from a salvos. And I was like, nah. So we, we looked it up in the moat, like right on the spot in the comps and we're like, get out of town. Uh, and so I ended up getting like 50 bucks for it. And I think it was 40, 44 by the, after everything. But um, even for me, you know, to take $4 and turn that in, I was just like, what the heck? Um, so now whenever, <laughs> whenever I'm out of the op shops, I'm always checking the ladies sporting stuff um, just because you can find some of those unique things. Um, but also I have found, look, it, a lot of the male and female stuff gets confused as well. Uh, so it's always good to check both sides of that because even even the kids as well, because a lot of this, um, like the cycling stuff especially, it's very small because it's usually really thin and light and it's stretchy as well. Um, and sometimes, depending on the type of op shop you're at, you know, they have no idea either. So they're kind of just putting it with size. Oh, yeah, it looks like a kid's or, or whatnot. And especially if it's a lady's or a woman's, it, it, they usually are a lot smaller than men's, of course. Um, but look, to, to be honest, other than that, I haven't really, you know, there isn't anything else specifically that I'm looking for. Um, I think other than that, it's kind of like, you know, being a runner and, you know, it's kind of, you know, I guess it could be a bit um, cliche, but, you know, being a marathon runner is, is playing that longer game, right? And that's why I always like to, you know, kind of get into a routine, get into a process and really adapt and apply to that. So like when I'm training for something, you know, I'm going to be training for something over 18, 20 weeks, you know, crunching the number, building a base, building a, um, a routine um, to make it happen that I can actually run that distance. And it's the same for, for this. That's, you know, even though I'm, you know, basically what I've been starting since the 11th of June doing this full time. So we're um, yeah, 11 days in, right. And, you know, I'm crunching numbers down to the dot, seeing what's shuffling, what's not working, what is working. And building that base because I know that I'm going to look at this in a month's time, I'm going to look at it in three months' time, and I'm going to look at it in six months' time and really see what, what's working and what's not, right? And it's the same with how I do my running is if, if you watch any of my, you know, running recaps, every run that I do, I show the stats, I look at the stats and see what's working and what's not, right? And it helps me, it tells a story, right? And I think that's, I mean, this isn't necessarily running, but I'm probably also my IT background around data as well. Um, and I used to do the budgeting and project financials. So I'm, I'm a numbers guy. So I like to look at things and it tells a story and understand, well, what is it telling me? Is I spending too much time here? Or, um, you know, if I'm putting this much effort in here, but I'm only getting that much money, well, clearly it's not worth my time. Um, but I can't tell that yet. I think I won't be able to really tell that until I've given it a good, you know, full time of the, the first 30 days to understand, well, what's working and what's not. And I think that's why I'm still trying to figure it all out. But knowing... I'm playing the longer game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think with your outlook at it already this early into it, I think you're going to be very successful because uh, you're doing all the right things early on and you got your head screwed on. <laughs> but, but, but with that though, <laughs> I've been watching all you guys for the, you know, since October, like, you know, silently seeing what everyone's doing, probing, questioning. And, you know, I've sent you stuff on Instagram. I've sent a bunch of you guys in the chat and, you know, it's a big thank you to all of you because, you guys have such a strong community, uh, which now I'm part of, but, you know, seeing how everyone's doing things differently. And, and I think that's what's really cool is, you know, it's not like we're all doing the same thing the same way. I mean, we all have, you know, we have to source, we have to list, we have to clean, we have to, you know, then, you know, pack it and then mail it and all that jazz. And we're all at different parts of the timeline. But, you know, what what one person's doing not, not is not always going to work for me as well. Or if, you know, if there's a couple doing it, obviously, 
you guys are going to be able to do double the amount that someone that's doing it, you know, that's doing it by themselves. So some of those elements aren't going to play the same factor, you know, for each other. So, but I am very, I love seeing how people do their processes, even if I'm not necessarily asking, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. <laughs> um, and, you know, but I, but I guess, you know, having this conversation as well, you know, this series around interrogation and trying to understand and ask those questions, it's, it's really good because you are, you're learning new tips, you're learning different ways of looking at things and, um, you know, look, a bit of a story was, you know, I got into day two or three of doing this and <clears throat> I realized that I'm like, I, I, I looked at all this, my death pile that I've been hoarding for like a year and a half, just cause I've been sourcing, going out and having fun. And I was overwhelmed by it. I'm like, if I don't like get this into a system now and I'm going to go full force into this, I'm going to be like, I'm not, I'm not going to have any progress. I'm just, it's just going to keep building. Nothing's going to change. So I'm like, you know, I had to clear out, pull everything out of room. I then went down to Bunnings, purchased. I've seen a few um, pictures of other people's memes of this as well. I know purchased like, you know, 20 big bins, 50 litre bins, um, bought them home, started labeling, pulling everything out, sorting everything. Um, and then I've put in a bit of a, you know, a, a system around as soon as I get something, I have to bin it, you know, so it's ready to be drafted or at least have to list out, you know, the categories or list out the cost of goods and, and all that jazz. And I'm really loving being able to explore what's working, what's not, and then test it. And I, I guess in a month's time, I'll really see what's working and what's not. But, you know, hearing and seeing what you guys have all been doing as well, I'm like, oh, I know that that's what he was doing or they were doing this. And it's like, oh, how are you doing that? And um, But learning so much at the same time. So it, it's it's exciting. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, the community is amazing. I, I, I've lo- absolutely love being a part of it and getting people on to chat with and everything. But it's kind of like if you go into a new job, uh, yeah. you start a new job, you're in a new workplace and you're kind of rotating shifts. Everyone that you work with is going to do the same job, but they're going to do it a lot different and they're yeah. all going to teach you their ways of doing it. Now, with the people, whether it's on YouTube or Instagram or just someone you're chatting to, um, they might have a method that they work with and it works really well for them, but it might not work as well for you. But for me, watching all these other people and just networking with all these people, communicating with them. I've taken parts from the way I run my business is built up from so many people that I've watched and spoken to. And I've taken parts from all of them to suit me and the way I do it. And I think that's the best way. No one's sort of out there telling you what to do, but Mm. if you can learn a little bit from everyone, then you're going to be, you're going to be doing all right because there's a lot of people in this community that are doing really well and they're really successful from doing this. So um, it's just, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. Um, So, I better jump over to the chat because we've neglected them for a little bit. Cara did have a question. She sent it uh, nearly half an hour ago, so we haven't been in the chat for a while. But uh, what's your best sale so far, Chris? Best sale? Um, <clears throat> so I think that I've publicly shared. It was probably it probably actually is still um, some men's cologne that I did, uh, which was actually a, a kind of luck of the draw of being a newbie. It was... I actually got it given to me like someone was clearing out their apartment and they gave me a bunch of stuff and it was sitting in, you know, just in, you know, a bucket, like a box for like months. Um, and when I started doing this in November, I can't even remember what the brand is. Like, I, I can't, I can't say it off the top of my head, but anyway, it, it, it was going, people were selling it for around $300. Um, and I ended up getting 200 bucks for it. I was like, I just want to get rid of it because I, you know, I don't want to try and be greedy. Let's, you know, being first time, let's just sell it. Um, and it ended up going to another shop and I think they're reselling it because it was still sealed. Um, so I ended up getting 200 bucks for that. But, you know, wiping that off the bat because I didn't go out and source that myself. I think the best one for me has been, um, I mean, I've already shared it on my Instagram. It'll be my next what sold. So this is basically killing it, the market. But I think a lot of people have started to hear this one as well. So a bunch of DVDs called Zoids. Um, now, I know this because I grew up with it, right? And um, I've always loved it. I, I collect the, the the figurines and I've got all the DVDs. But um, these things, th- these DVDs, people are selling them at $90 a pop. So, you know, it's animated series back from the 90s. It's no more, no longer released. I mean, there's some newer stuff now, but it's nowhere near as good. And, but, you know, people are popping these off at $90 a pop. Um, and I sourced... I actually sourced a total of it would have been what, sixteen, yeah, about twenty-two. I paid two hundred and twenty bucks for, um, knowing the value of them, and I was able to sell nine of those for two hundred and twenty. Um, and even that, I think I probably could have got more, but 
at the same time, just trying to realizing I'm trying to move and not, not, you know, kill myself as well, because there's people that have got things listed on there, like six for 300 or six for 400, just because then you can't get them anymore. The only way to get them is from this kind of market. So, um, even trying to source them is very, very hard. It's kind of ironic. If, if someone else is in this chat that has been dealing with this, please let me know because there's been, there's been this guy that I've been harassing on Gumtree trying to buy his Zoid DVDs. And um, he, he stopped replying to me because I, I kind of, I didn't lowball him. He says, make an offer. So I said, I'll give you 50 bucks for the lot. Um, he didn't respond. Anyway, I looked through his other stuff and realized that he's also a reseller and he's actually got them on eBay for $300. So if this is you, I do apologize. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so that, that's been my best one so far um and also i guess in terms of margin though has been acdc cds i got i got these just a month ago walked into my op shop there was 10 sitting there two dollars a pop um ended up selling one for 119 another one for 80 three for 30 and i've still got another um five there i think it is sitting there and they're all between 30 and 40 and they're still listed. So that one is going to come out with the highest margin uh, so far. So yeah, a few different things there. Yeah. love that. ACDC uh, always goes well. Can't yeah. complain with that. Uh, Rack Raiders are in. Good to see you guys. Opta Thrift. What's happening? We've got Drew and Sarah. He was balls deep in a bowl of cereal. <laughs> Tea time, mate. You've got your day all back to front. You're supposed to be eating uh, dinner. Yeah. Once you make those goals public, it is locked in. Absolutely. That's it. It is. Uh, Far North Thrift is in. Good to see you guys. Yo, yo, yo. Sub to Chris's channel. Uh, Have we got a sub count? You got it on there. What are we at? I'm sitting at six. Well, mine is saying 646, but someone else is saying, I think, yeah, two Aussie Thrifters. You guys are saying I'm at six. Six four seven. I, I don't know if my thing's just delayed or you guys are seeing something, but I like what I'm saying. Six forty seven sounds nice. Yeah, a couple but more. You and uh, both, man. <laughs> we'll get you there, and make sure you watch. But once he gets to that magic number six fifty, I will film. As I said, I'm going to drop a what's old video next week, and it won't be that one because I'm currently injured. I've split my foot open, but. Yeah. It'll be the next what's sold. I will run a 10K. I'll go for a 10K run and film my what's sold. I'll uh, talk all about it while I'm trying to do this run. So it might be a disgusting video, but uh, it'll be worth it Worth it for your uh, everyone else's expense. Thanks, man. Um, Sam's in. Good to see you. Uh, I'm just trying to catch up with this chat. I am way behind. If there are any questions, um, definitely drop them in. We're, we're at a 48-minute mark already, so... Great. Um, if you've got any questions, drop them in. Uh, Chris is a super open book and 100% worth a sub. Got plenty to offer and oh, fucking good thanks, on guys. Hey, I mean, come on. You guys have just launched that podcast and I'm watching the podcast and you guys, you guys are just flying through it in terms of you just make it look so easy, so natural, so fun and just I'm loving it. So, you know, don't, don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Yeah, Drew and Sarah are great. I've uh, been following them before I was doing YouTube and uh, they're amazing people, good resellers. And the podcast uh, started off. It's just so clean. It's so crisp and clean. That's good. They're very talented at even just that editing side of things. I love it. So if anyone hasn't gone over and seen Drew and Sarah, um, their podcast, get over and have a look. You can watch it on YouTube or listen to it on all the uh, podcasting platforms. Uh, Tamara's in. G'day, Tamara. It's all right. It's all right. Watch it back too if uh, you come in late. Uh, Jazz saying loves selling a cycling jersey. Uh, picked up some weird gore bikewear thing last week that is inflatable. Wow. Gore bikewear inflatable. I don't even know what that that is. Um, nope. <laughs> like, to- is that like motorbike or is it like cycling? Like, yeah, that's inflatable. Uh, like airbags have it deployed. Huh. I have no idea. Uh, I love a bit of ACDC. Absolutely. Sale was insane. Uh, the Relove Closet is in. Listen in the background. Well, listing. Happy listing. Good Hoping you're smashing them out. Toby's in the house. Better late than never. Absolutely. <laughs> and. 
here we go. We've got a question here from Margins. At this stage, do you plan to go back to work? Well, well, considering I'm only uh, 11 days in, um, very hard to tell at this point. So look, I mean, look, 100% honesty. So I've got myself as a six-month checkpoint. Um, so, I'll, you know, that's kind of what I've said to work at this point. I'm on a leave of absence for six months. I'll check in, see what things are happening. Um, you know, the way I look at it as it can only get better for me with me putting my time to this. I mean, I've been successful with my YouTube channel. I've been able to, you know, work on my side business while working a, a full nine to five anyway. Um, it's more around, well, I don't want to wait another five, six years for that to become at a point. I wanted to kind of just double down. So I'm really going to make sure these six months aren't just me just sitting around on leave, you know, twiddling thumbs and playing video games. But, uh, you know, real, I'm saying to everyone that I'm working, right? So if someone asks, what are you doing today? I'm like, oh, I'm working. I'm doing this. I'm working on this. So I'll give it six months. I'll, I'll check and see where, it, see where I'm at. Um, ideally, it, 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 I would continue on. Um, I actually can. I do have the ability to be able to take up to two years leave of absence um, from, from the company. But, you know, at the same time, I have to. I need to make sure I have, you know, money coming in, um, you know, to because I can't obviously go get another job, right? Like um, that would be a conflict of interest and things like that. So I have to be mindful of that. Working for myself is a little different. Um, so, yeah, just just got to be careful of that. But, yeah, six months I'll, I'm, I'm locked in for that 100% at this point, uh, see where it's at. And that's why I've kind of got a one-month goal. Um, well, sorry, I've got a one-month projection, a three-month projection, six-month projection, and then end-of-year kind of thing. And if I can start to get around those numbers, based on what I'm getting at the end of January, well, then, um, you know, then I think it would make sense to continue on um, before I kind of make a, a big decision or not. So it's, yeah, look, because I don't want to just, you know, I, I looked at, at, at the way of, you know, I've got the opportunity to be able to take leave um, and I can afford to take leave at this point. Uh, so, you know, I may just take that opportunity, milk it as much as possible, uh, rather than just kind of, you know, just leave and, and do something stupid like that with, you know, look, it would still be, you know, I'll be doing exactly the same thing, but it means I have a fallback option while I've got that opportunity. Um, and then, you know, it will come a point in time where it will just make sense that I can, you know, move away. Or maybe this doesn't pan out or, look, I've been very frank, I might get two months into this and realise, nah, stuff this. <laughs> um, but, you know, I and that's why I want to document the journey as well, right, because I, I don't know. I, I, I honestly don't know what will happen, how it will happen, if things will go as good as I want, or maybe I'll realize that, you know, I don't need six months, I need eight months, right? And, you know, I can start to really realize that as I progress through. So, yeah, I guess the short answer is at this point, I'm giving it all six months and then I'll checkpoint. Yeah. Cool. Um, so we've touched on that happiness is key and you're a super positive dude. Um, as I said, I love watching your channel just because you've always got the big grin on your face. Um, you're always up and about. You love what you're doing. And I, I, I just love seeing people with as much energy as you and um, just so positive. Now, have you got any sort of tips for translating kind of your personal positivity into your business? Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, no. So this, uh, I mean, look, so because I do have my, my side business as well, um, and naturally I am a people person, even though it's kind of ironic. I mean, being in project management, I have to work with a lot of people, um, all types of characters. And um, but at the same time, I think, you know, what I would like to be able to do is and if if anyone's been checking out my Instagram content or even seen some of the videos already, I've I've kind of called what I'm doing this as um, sourcing fodder. Um, and my eBay store is called Lifestyle Fodder. Uh, and the so really building out a brand and trying to you know, go all in, a, and not just me as another random guy trying to resell, but actually put some love and attention around it as well. And, you know, the idea around lifestyle fodder is, you know, feeding, you know, pe you know, feeding people's lifestyles, right? Because fodder is food. Um, and to bring that fun element to it, but also I, I would like to, you know, I envision getting to the point of, you know, being able to have that, I guess, that personal touch, right? So um, I picked up some Harry Potter books the other day, some first editions, and I've listed them but I've already packed them ready to go, you know, nice and neat. You know, when I say nice and neat, they're boxed. They've got all the wrapping paper. They're nice. They've got cardboard folded in. And then I put a nice little note saying thank you and stuff, right? Now, that, that I'm just testing those things out to seeing what the response will be like and things like that. But, you know, really going into it, not just like me trying to get money, 
but also thinking, well, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right, do it from bottom up, right? And thinking, well, if I was buying a first edition Harry Potter book, you know, when it's going to get sent, I'm going to expect that it's going to be this folded that way, you know, protected and, and all that jazz. And, you know, a nice little note saying, hey, thanks for shopping with us would also be quite, you know, good. And that's the type of person I am. If if someone goes out of the way to give a little thumbs up, you know, it for me, I'm like, it makes my day. So that kind of positivity you know, is what I would like to think, well, if, if someone else can feel that, they're more likely to come back or they're more likely to stick around or save the store or, um, you know, reach out. I've put the message there if there's certain things that people are looking for. Now, I'm not expecting people to, you know, look at that right now because no one knows me for that, right, because I'm just kind of coming out of nowhere. But as I start to sell more and maybe as I niche down or focus on some different areas, I can start to build that, I guess, um, branding around that. At the moment, I'm just doing everything and anything because I'm trying to build a consistency and get some income coming in. But, um, you know, there is I'm definitely realizing there's areas that I enjoy doing more. Um, and then if I can enjoy doing them more and I can get more money for it and I can put some love in it, that's where the you know bringing those three elements together. That's where I guess the mullah will be because I'm going to be having so much more fun. I'm going to be saving so much more time and making so much more money. And the customer is going to be happy. So that that's the way I'm looking at it in the broader perspective. Um, although it's easier said than done. <laughs> yeah. um, so they said it was a cycling vest that you can blow up Ooh. for heat control. <laughs> okay, I've never heard of that. That's weird. <laughs> uh, should be sleeping, but here I am. Sleepers for the week. Yeah, I don't know how some of the guys over there, they're always awake. Always awake. <laughs> Um, so anyway, we're nearly done. We've only got a couple of minutes left. You have mentioned another side business a couple of times. Now, do you want to give that a little bit of a plug? Yeah. So, so furry, furry, your lifestyle, um, basically it's, 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 it's a lifestyle brand, um, passionate about people's passions, right. Promoting passion. And I guess the spewler on that one is, uh, you, you kind of met, you know, and you, you said that, you know, you find me very positive and, um, and, and whatnot. And for me, when I kind of left high school um, and going for uni, I always wanted to build something and have it on the side. And um, I've always been a bit of a motivator. Um, I, I blogged for three years straight, actually, every single day, just doing motivational posts. And coming out of that, I realized, well, you know, I want to be able to continue to encourage and inspire or motivate wherever I can. And I thought, well, I should do this as a business somehow and I have no idea. And, you know, being the, you know, seeing everything, this is like five years ago, you know, seeing everything that's on all the, the social media these days is, you know, you can quickly start up a quick e-commerce store just like this and that these days. And I'm like, oh, I'll just do it. So I'll start selling T-shirts, print on demand. And so I kind of started the business, you know, selling clothing. And um, I, I quickly realized, well, that that's not going to work because why would anyone buy my clothing? No one knows me, the brand, anything. And I started to move away from that slightly. It's still selling clothing, but the I started to focus more on the people, their lifestyles and you know, telling the story about what they're doing and then leveraging them to help sell the clothing. Um, I guess some people would think of it as influence marketing, but at the same time, and, and that's why I'm, you know, take stepped away from the job so I can focus on a podcast because I want to move away from the clothing completely and just focus 100% on the people and conversations, right? Because, you know, chatting to different people that, you know, just like, you know, look, look, mum, I'm hustling podcasts, right? You know, that, that in itself is just cool, you know, um, and it's following a lifestyle. It's following, you know, we're, we're doing this on the side, but also we like to do these other things, right? So, you know, having that conversation with, you know, just learning and hearing that, right, gets me motivated and inspired. So I feel like, you know, if I'm having those conversations with other people that have weird and wonderful talents, hobbies, passions, and, and goals and aspirations, other people are going to be interested by that too, right? And um, if you think, you know, at some of the top top podcasts or the top content creators, a lot of them are just sharing that same kind of vibe. You know, they're interviewing people, exactly what we're doing right now, right? You're, you're interviewing me, we're having a conversation, you know, we're learning. It's totally about reselling and a few other things, but, you know, building out a, a podcast around lifestyle and, and just people's weird and wonderful things, you know, what are their processes? What are their things that they do? Or um, how can they encourage other people to do it? But um, moving away from the clothing and, and focusing on that, um, if you want to check it out, it's furry, F-U-R-R-I-I. Um, Check it out on Instagram. Um, it's kind of, it's, it's, I, I had to put it on pause um, for the last four or five months just because, you know, I wasn't able to actually sell any clothing because everything coming internationally was just getting ridiculous. 
Um, you know, it was getting very hard to, you know, lock down things and people were in lockdown, so we weren't able to go out and do, you know, like photography and stuff like that. So we kind of just put it on pause knowing, you know, that, well, come 2021, I'm going to have some time. So I may as just start and jump in and do it then. So I actually just dropped a couple of posts last night on that, um, you know, to give everyone a bit of a sneak peek that something's changing, something's coming. Um, and the other thing that, and going full transparent here for everyone is, you know, I've been hiding behind the brand as no one knows who I am behind the brand. To them, it's just fairy as the brand. And what I wanted to do was, you know, strip off that Band-Aid and just kind of come out on front and say, hey, introduce myself, who I am. You know, this is what I envision for, for furry. And, um, you know, that might kind of hurt me a little bit just because people are like, oh, well, we didn't know this or whatever. or it's, We thought you were this or whatever. But, you know, I kind of want to clean slate and build out that podcast as that focus because, Otherwise, it's not going to be genuine and it's not going to be real. I, I feel like it will create a bit more work for myself, but in the longer run, it, it's going to make it a better journey and you know, people will want to be there for the right reasons and not just because they're seeing a highlight reel or pretty posts all the time. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's good. I'll, what I'll do is uh, I'll share that the link your insta other instagram page on my instagram once we finish up here okay. so anyone that follows me on instagram can go and have a look if they're uh, interested Thanks. so uh chris look we've clocked an hour mate it's been an absolute pleasure i appreciate you coming on and having a chat with me we could go on for another two three hours i think but uh unfortunately uh some, some of us have things to list or pack or whatever we're gonna do <laughs> or we're gonna get a few hours sleep so um that's it uh thanks very much for coming on hopefully we can get you back on again at some point because uh, i've really enjoyed this so anyone if you're not sub to chris's channel go over and have a look let's get him to that 650 mark and I'll i think i'm sitting at 651 oh we're over we're over so i don't know, I don't know if you can see that beautiful We've got him there. We've got him there. So very happy. Um, but don't just sub. Don't just sub. Make sure you go over and watch his videos too because he's doing a really good job with the videos. Um, we all love reselling stuff, so I know everyone will check out the reselling. But even if you're not a runner yourself, I'm not a runner. Well, I'm going to be a runner in a few weeks, but uh, <laughs> I, I enjoy that stuff too. So now I'm going to do a what's old. I will do a 10K run and film it and try and do my what's old while I do the run because we've got Chris to 650 subs. So Thank um, you. that's going to be interesting. It won't be next week, but it'll be in a few weeks' time after that. So thanks very much, Chris. Thanks, Thank everyone, you. for coming in. Make sure you hit that thumb. Um, speaking of podcasts, the podcast will be back next week. This chat will be up on the podcast. Oh, um, we're going to kick that back into gear this year. We sort of had a bit of a trial run of that last year, and I think we're going to keep it rolling over. So if you do want to listen to this rather than watch, um, that'll be on there if you want to listen again. So thanks very much, mate. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank we'll you. See you later thanks, on. folks.